This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. What's up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another episode of The Rundown. That's where we go over all the hottest news and notes when it comes to Raider Nation throughout the course of the week. And I don't do this show alone. My good friend and yours from the West Coast, Cousin Sonny. What's up, Cousin Sonny? From the best coast, the left coast, the West Coast, we wear our socks high because we're down, Murph. Yes. Raiders are 2-0, and bro. Oh, my gosh. Raiders are 2-0. We're 100% undefeated in the history of the stadium in Las Vegas. That's beautiful, man. Undefeated pretty good. as the Las Vegas Raiders. I know, right? It's pretty killer, Of dude. all the Raiders quarterbacks, who never lost at their home stadium? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. He's the answer to the trivia question. He's the answer. Uh, Greatest ever? Well, as of right now, he is. He hasn't lost a game. Yeah, so good stuff, man. And so welcome, welcome, Sonny. We got a lot to get to tonight. My voice is starting to recover. If you had a chance to listen to the the show that Jeff and I did before we left Vegas for the last day, I sound like death. I could barely talk. Dude, we just talk about blowing out your voice, man. We had such an amazing time at Stage Door Casino. So anyway, so I'm going to nurse this voice a little bit, and then we'll be back to uh, uh, full strength when it comes to Wednesday's uh, RFR Live. But anyways, while we got Sonny for here for sure, we want to want to hit some of these big stories. We want to talk a lot, a lot about the Saints game. But then, hey, Sonny, we're on to New England, right? Like We're on to New England. We're on to New England, so we're going to celebrate this one last little bit, and then we're going we're gonna to move on to New England. But before we get to that... Sonny, we got to keep the lights on. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At my bookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice, the NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action and use promo code CAVE, that is C-A-V-E, to double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more. Excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code CAVE, that's C-A-V-E, and double that first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. On November 13th, 2017, the countdown began. Las Vegas, the Raiders are coming. And now, the wait is finally over. Welcome to Allegiant Stadium. Otherwise known as... Death Star. What nightmares are made for opponents and dreams are made for the Raider Nation. Las Vegas On this Monday night, the lights will shine even brighter. So get ready, Raider Nation. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. 
field of dreams. It's showtime. Love that, man. It's showtime in the desert, Sonny. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of opportunity to talk about this game on the Raider Cody podcast, on all of our stuff that, that we've debriefed on. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about it this week in RFR Live. So enough of me. Sonny, what was it like for you? Now, you weren't in Vegas like a lot of us were that have been talking about this. What was it like as as the fan watching this game at home? And, and how are you feeling about all this? Yeah, it's cool. All right, next up on the show, we're going to get to Derek Carr <laughs> and Josh Jacobs on their what they think about the vibe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you want to talk about it? <laughs> Come on, we're going to talk about <laughs> well, it. Well, no, that's it. Uh, it was surreal, man. It, it, well, first of all, I was supposed to be there. And then the universe decided that uh, we needed another kid. That's right. So uh, the baby's due like in five days from the editing of this podcast. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So the whole time I'm watching the game, I'm looking over at my lovely wife, making sure she's not going into labor. I'm like, do you have a contraction yet? No. Next commercial, do you have a contraction yet? No. Next commercial, do you have a contraction yet? F you. <laughs> that's, that's how it went. But uh, but no, man, it, it was cool to be able to watch it and just like again, like we talked about last week, it was so surreal to see them in Vegas, to see the stadium, to see like the Raiders playing in a new modern uh, stadium. That's not just like a Walmart type stadium. Like this is freaking badass, man. Black and silver on the outside. At least it seems that way on TV. It looks awesome at night. The inside looks freaking rad. And uh, and it was more cool to see them show up on the Monday night because they used to be the kings of Monday night, right, Murph? Yes. They were the kings of Monday night prior to 2003. But uh, but it was cool that they showed up and they won. Like, like honestly, I was hoping they, they hung the second quarter, at least make it competitive, not get embarrassed on national TV. And they freaking won. And, and that was the best part about it. And all stats aside, all length of Derek Carr's throws in the air aside, they won the game. And that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. That's it, man. Well well, well said, man. That's all that matters is the W, and the Raiders got that W. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm glad that it translated, um, you, know, you know, on screen, and, 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 and you felt that good vibe, man, because it, it, it was. It was absolutely electric, you know, and, and it and – it, and it is the it is our colors. It is our place. And it's we didn't get a chance to go inside the stadium, but but we visited the outside of it. And it's like everything in the entire like everything is silver or black. Like that's it. Like there's nothing else. And as, as much as we love the A's and all that stuff, there are parts of the Coliseum that are you know green and yellow, and there are parts yeah, that are blue cool. and yellow because of the Warriors were next door and whatever. But like. Yeah. This is exclusively nothing but silver and black, and for the Raiders, and so it, it, it's amazing. So let's uh, let's check in with Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs on kind of the vibe of Las Vegas. I feel bad that they won't be able to be at the game, but I do know with us being here and playing a home game, there still is a feel around town like, oh, the Raiders are playing in town, you know. So uh, it's still it's still exciting. You know, I got people, you know, driving up next to my car and waving and like, man, like going nuts and stuff and. It really, it honestly reminds me a lot of Fresno State. It's a real college atmosphere here in Las Vegas. You know that everybody's going to be watching you that night. Um, probably the only couple games on that night, and then, I mean, you, you're the show. I mean, so it's going to be fun to just come in there and then fight an adversity um, and, and just see how it works. You know, it's interesting right there that uh, Derek Carr compared it to Fresno State, the vibe, because, like, Vegas is everything but a college town. But I think what he's referencing there is that it's it's the excitement and there's and you are a huge college football fan and one of the things that and, and I want to hear you talk about it but just to give the listener a reference point like Sonny often talks about the excitement that goes around college football is a different kind of vibe than what NFL excitement is and so I think Derek is is basically like bring it's that enthusiasm that you know that has come with a new team and I mentioned it on our on our on our post game show Sonny that like the the Oakland and not Oakland fan, but the city of Oakland and really the majority of the Bay Area treated the Raiders as pariahs. They treated them as outcasts. They weren't welcome. 
And yes, and I'm not talking about the Ricky Sports Bars of the world, and I'm not talking about the 66th Street Mob. I'm not talking about the hardcore, the well-invested in the community folks that were that were that were huge supporters of the Raiders. I'm not talking to those folks. I'm talking about in general. When you look at the businesses around the Bay Area, when you look at the municipalities around the Bay Area, when you looked at most of the people that live around the Bay Area, they didn't embrace the Raiders. The Raiders were looked at as a like, Ugh, we got the Raiders, we got to deal with this Raider thing. That's not what Vegas is. It's the complete opposite. Every single casino is Vegas, is Raider crazy. Everybody walking the streets is a Raider, oh, for the most part. Oh, there's a lot of them, we'll just say. There's a disproportionate amount of Raider fans walking the street. Clearly, the local government is behind them. It's like you have the entirety of support for the team itself. And I think that's what is lending to that college culture because like where you're at in Oregon State isn't that kind of what it's like like the whole town is around the school and the team right yeah so I live up here in Oregon I live 45 minutes from Oregon State uh, Corvallis Oregon which is where the Oregon State Beavers play and I live about an hour and 15 minutes away from where the Ducks play and and on game day on Saturdays especially if there's a game a home game at both stadiums Dude, the whole, everywhere you go, every store, on the road, you see the flags. Like, that's all anybody. It's like the whole day's events is talking about football. And, and then Civil War Day, it's like, get out. Like, you don't have – all you see is green and yellow or, or orange or black for the Beavers and stuff. So so I like what Derek Carr said. And I honestly think – I wonder if, it's, if it feels like that because of UNLV, right? Remember UNLV back oh. in the day, Jerry Tarkanian? Oh, like yeah. they, they had one of the best basketball teams, you know, they had a great run. That money could buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Um, and so Vegas kind of started out as a college town, if you think about it, with UNLV, and then they got the Golden Knights for hockey, and then now they got the Raiders, and because there's no other football team even close to the to, to Nevada, and plus, I honestly think, I, I, I can't remember if we talked about this or wherever I heard it from, but the Raiders are a good fit for Vegas. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 the Raiders, like like Sin City, like gangsters, like it's they're the pirates of the NFL, man. And like I think it's just a good fit, you know. The jerseys are all black, city looks great at, at nighttime, like it just seems like a great fit. And, and I think if you moved like Cleveland there or another team, it wouldn't fit as well. But having the Raiders in Vegas just feels so right. And I think that's what Derek Carr's is is seeing as well and, and obviously feeling that, you know. Yeah, great, great call out there, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's and it's true, man. It's just it's insane that the, the I think the um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the kind of like the symbiotic nature of it. Like they do, they just go together. Like you can't just if you'd have taken the Rams and put them down there it, saying, or the Chargers yeah. or something, like it wouldn't have been the same. There is something very because the Raiders are all about mystique and. That's what you get with Vegas, right? There's a mystique around it. There's the glitz and glamour. It's a, it's a, it's a production. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on besides just the like, you know, the on-field performance history of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raiders translate and in, into really, into into a lot of areas of pop culture. Even it's not even just about, you know, just the team itself. So, absolutely, man. So, all right, good. So, good stuff there. So, let, let's get onto the game a little bit. So, uh, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say one more thing. Please. The only thing I'm concerned about is there was multiple commercials, Murph, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, probably not because you were in the bar doing other adult things, uh, but there was multiple commercials throughout the game that made reference to, want to see your team play this year? Come to Vegas. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I've seen that a couple different places now, too, where it's like, hey, Green Bay or, or you know your team's away this week want to go to sunny Las Vegas in January or December come on down you know and so it'll be really interesting next year to see how many home fans we have and how many away fans we have you know what I'm saying absolutely and I think it if, if I could compare it to the city that I live in which is is outside of Nashville um, or and if I could compare Nashville as a huge tourist city just like Las Vegas is um, you know, we hosted the draft this a couple years ago, yeah, just like yeah. Vegas was supposed to host the draft this year. Taylor so. Swift lives there, Murph. Dude, like everybody lives here. Like, I mean, all kinds of like, you know, movie stars and not just people within in, in music. I know that's your your girl is Taylor, but well Tay Tay there. But uh but yeah, She's a like songwriter. She's a great songwriter. There you go. So tons of, of people live here and because 
it's it you you still have the entertainment aspect of it, but you don't that's, you know like the streets crawling with, crawling with paparazzi like you do in you know Los yeah, Angeles yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. So you would be surprised like the people that that live here. Um, anyways, so all that said, I mean like people see like Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman at Target. Like it's it's you know what I mean. Like there's all kinds of people. All right. So all that said, um, it's a very uh, touristy city. People come here for their bachelorette parties and their bachelor parties and their birthday parties and their vacations and blah, 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 blah. All these different things. When the Titans aren't good, people will, from Minnesota, will come here to have a vacation, go to the Country Music Hall of Fame, go to the Ryman Auditorium, go do all the Nashville things, and oh yeah, on Sunday, we're going to get to go see our Vikings play. I've noticed a very distinct correlation between the attendance of Titans fans and how good they are. Now, you could say, well, they're bandwagon. Okay, that's fair. But they're also, if the product on the field is not good and you have a chance to pay for your season tickets for the, if you have eight games you're committed to sell, and you can pay one, one game, yeah, one game yeah. to, you know, to the Piekers fans that are coming into town, you know, so we can go to Joe's bachelor party. You know what I mean? Like if, if that's, then you're going to do it because like, what am I, I'm, the team's going to be two and 14. What am I missing? Exactly. So, so here's the point is that when the, the honeymoon is going to be on for a minute, now let's see what happens with the Raiders on the field. If they start sucking, yeah, dude, that, th- that place is going to start getting packed with whatever fan. K- Kansas City probably is, is one of them because they're really mm-hmm. good. And if we start sucking, you're going to see an ass load of Chiefs fans inside of that place. So that I think it's very important for the Raiders to maintain their performance on the field to prevent something like that from going on because it's a very distinct possibility. I mean, yep. look, if yeah, I'm yeah. a season ticket holder and because of what I just said, it's a significant investment and in, you know and in, in hit to my family income if I could pay for it by selling a game or two I'd probably do it so and you're talking about out of conference games right like I'm saying man you know what I mean like what do you, you care know? what do you care if the lions are in town what do you you know what I mean you're not selling your chiefs tickets you're not selling your Broncos tickets well, ah, whatever. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want you to go see the Lions. They're going to win that well, one anyways. And, and how many hotels are going to say, "Hey, come stay for three night, three days, three nights"? And by the way, catch a game on Sunday on us or something like that. You know? Oh, tons, um, dude. Tons. Or they could do some. Tar- you know, they could do some targeted marketing to like you know uh, Detroit Lions who come. I think and they play on the six or something like. Oh, no, not Detroit Lions. But uh, you know, targeted marketing to certain out of out of market uh, uh, teams when they're coming in and they start posting ads. I'm just. I think they're going to. I think you're right. I think if the product on the field is good, fans from LA will travel, fans from the Bay Area will travel, you know, it'll fill up. But uh, if they're not, and, you know, typically people lose in Vegas. So hopefully the Raiders. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, and it and, and looks, and the support is strong. Like, it's, it, it, it this seems won't like happen. It. I mean, you were there. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's crazy. And there were a lot of losses. I mean, like, like people from LA don't go to Vegas on the weekends. Like, come on, man. Like, that's okay. Like, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you were when you were there walking around, did you get the vibe that it was more out of towners or more locals or just a good mix of both? Ah, uh, no, it was out of towners. It was it was there was a lot of people that were there for the exact same reason that I wanted to be there and you yeah. wanted to be there. Even though we weren't going to be able to go to the stadium, I wanted to be in Las Vegas for the Raiders' first yeah. home game. And, and I would say out of everybody that I met, um, there was a higher percentage of Southern California people there than, than any other region. And which is what, and I've always said, you know, not jokingly, but like they moved two teams to Los Angeles and they didn't move the team that Los Angeles supports. Like, L, you know what I mean? LA's a Raider town. Just ask, oh, I don't know any football fan down there. You know well, what I but mean? Maybe- so maybe 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 the NFL did get it right because remember we we always bashed the NFL for not moving the Raiders to vet, to LA, but maybe the NFL was smarter than us by moving the two teams to LA that they could get away with moving the Raiders to Vegas, knowing people from LA would drive to Vegas and watch the game. That's true because like what, we just said, no one's leaving San Diego to go to Vegas for. That's what a, I'm saying. No game. one's going. No one's going there to watch the Rams either. You know. Right. Yeah. Good point, man. And. And the other thing, too, is that we know Raider Nation travels well. Always has. You know, like those games I mentioned in Tennessee, there were there were plenty of times, and you were there for some of those. There were 10,000 
or more 20,000 Raider fans there in a place yeah. that holds 60,000 people. Like, it was a huge chunk of Raider fans. Heck, especially behind the bench. When you look behind the visitor's bench, yes. it's yes. like a freaking yes. the black hole over there, man. It's like it, it, tons of Raider. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm very encouraged from not only the experience, but by where this thing is going for the team and the fans. And and I'm telling you, dude, it like the only thing that that was a little bit missing, clearly, was that tailgate vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. But that vibe was just at places. And this is what Mosh and I said early on when people would be like, where are we going to tailgate? Where are we going to tailgate? I'm like, you're going to tailgate. You're going to tailgate bars. at the Mirage. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to tailgate. Well, so we spent the entirety of our most of our day and all of our night practically at the stage door casino it's it is a raider tailgate from you know the fans the the vibe like everything was it's a freaking raider like it's there you're just gonna have to find your spot that's and that's in stage door is the kind of the og raider bar in vegas um the owner john has done a phenomenal job he's from the bay area and he's done a phenomenal job of like his words, I'm not going to try to compete or compare to Ricky's because Ricky's is iconic and legendary, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. I wanted to go with my place is that I wanted to be that here. You know what I mean? And he achieved it. And that's exactly what it is, but there'll be more. There's going to be more bars and restaurants and stuff. that are going to yeah, pop up yeah. all around Vegas that are going to be Raider bars and you're going to find your tailgate vibe there. And so you go and do that and then you go to the game and it's a freaking you know what I mean? A $3 Uber ride. Like it's, it's just, it's Vegas is Vegas understands logistics. They know how to move people from point A to point B to point C to D to E. Like they do that well. So it's not like you have to like get to a spot and post up and be like, okay, here's our tailgate spot. And then we're going to go to the game. Like, dude, you can just get around. Like Vegas is just so easy. It's so tiny. Yeah. Do you know what year the stage door casino was founded? I do not. 1976. Oh, no kidding. Yes, That's sir. badass, dude. Yes, right sir. on. Yes, right sir. on. And I think John bought it in like the early 2000s. I want to say he bought it like in 05 yeah. or 06. I think I overheard him telling somebody about that. Ron Markin was the original uh, original founder of it. Markin okay. family operated it for 40 years. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, 19- cool. I mean, that's freaking killer, dude. They had it in 1976, the year of the greatest NFL team ever in the history of the NFL. That's pretty cool. Ever. Ever. All right, let's jump into the game a little bit. I've got some good morning football. Sonny, this thing is, I don't know, five minutes long or something. So we're not going to go over every single little teeny tiny bit. And so uh, so we'll, we'll just kind of jump in as this thing goes along because I, I think they do a great job. That's why they're on big network TV and we're a couple of schmucks in our bonus rooms. They do a great job breaking this stuff down, but I do think that we can kind of flesh this stuff out even a little bit further than what the good morning football stuff uh, folks have to say. Just like I told you, we were standing out here when we broke ground or whatever. We're the Las Vegas Raiders now. I said, you know what, Paul? I am going to take the first snap in that stadium. And it was a dream that I had, right? A lot of people didn't believe it. When the first day I moved here, Tom Brady was on the front cover of the newspaper. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it just adds a little fuel to the fire when uh, you can still be here and accomplish things that mean so much to you. All right, Gruden. All right, Carr. The Death Star with its first piece of graffiti here. Derek Carr leaving his mark on Legion Stadium after the game, writing that they got a win here, 34-24 to over visiting New Orleans. Guys, what was the most impressive part of this Raiders win last night? Props to Derek Carr. I give that guy a ton of shit. Sorry. I give his eyeliner a ton of shit. I give his talks a ton of shit. I just give him a ton of shit across the board, right? Me and BRT both. He won. He showed up. He ran the offense. I don't care what you say about how far he threw it or what he didn't do in the first half, what he didn't do in the second half. He had close to 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and we won the damn game. We could forever say the Raiders won the first game in Vegas in large part thanks to Derek Carr because he won the game. Now, he may have not won it himself, but he didn't lose the game. He, you know, he didn't make every play, but he freaking won the game, you know? So props to him for not folding under the pressure. Because if you think, think about it, all the pressure is on Carr right now, right? And the fact that he came into Vegas 
And what did he say? When I first got here, Tom Brady's in all the headlines and stuff like that, right? He's a human being. He, he's a person. He's he's a real person who has feelings and emotions, right? And, and so for him to put all that in the back of his head or to allow it to motivate him and he galvanized all the troops in the offseason, like he freaking went out there and balled out and won. So props to Derek Carr. I, I will admit I'm his worst critic and I'm still going to be his critic, but he won the game. So props to Derek. Thanks. Derek Carr is a different Derek Carr, and I know Raiders fans have been hearing that for the past decade, but this guy is living his best life, and he's doing it carefree. When I say that, I'm talking about the comments he just made there, saying that, hey, look, uh, when they first said this, I want to be the first one to take a snap. The first day that the stadium opened, Tom Brady was on the cover of the newspaper saying they should go get Tom Brady. Derek Carr, every offseason, has to fight off draft rumors of whether it be Kyler Murray or Tua or whoever else in whatever year. And Derek Carr has had a completely different attitude, not only this offseason, but in this game. He outplayed Drew Brees last night. Went 28 for 38. He looked like the better quarterback. He was balling after being down 10 to nothing. And he gets the win, and he signs the, the, the concrete, just like Eli Manning did when they opened up the new stadium down there in Texas. I, look, Derek Carr has been the subject of so much, so much message board fodder and rumors, and even Raiders fans at times have turned their back on him. And yet yesterday, both in the postgame Game and during the game, he has his heart on his sleeve. He wants to be a Raider. He said after the game, I don't want to ever play for any other team and said, I will not play for any other team. He's a Raider for life. And he opens that new stadium with a victory over Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Kind of here for it. I like this version of Derek Carr. He is not just a pushover anymore. Thank you for making my point. I should be on that damn show. Uh, <laughs> we love disrespected Carr, don't we? Yeah. I do. I love. I love it. And I was a little worried that uh, because we've got, like like Schrager mentioned right there that we've heard that before. We've heard that. Well, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune out the yeah, haters. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, do this. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, do that. All right. But what do we? But what do you show us? And it, that's that's all that counts. And Derek Carr showed us that he's showing it now. Two weeks in. Here's here's what I think is going to be very interesting. Not to get too ahead because we're gonna. I still want to talk about this game. But now that we're two and zero. Oh, we were 2-0 in 2017, too, and we thought we were on top of the world. And then we went in there and took a big old dump in Washington, D.C., and it sent the rest of our uh, season into a tailspin. That's the thing that, unfortunately, can be challenging when you're working off of emotion. And this is why you see guys like, I know you hate the, when I bring them up, Raider Nation, but this is why Brady and Belichick won six Super Bowls, because they were they're this. They're completely even, even keel the whole, time. The whole yeah. time. Because if you're operating on emotion, emotion is fleeting. And when emotion is leaves you, what are you left with? And so you have to trust. You hear it sounds so cliche, but it's the truth. But trust. I would challenge you on that. Okay, please. Brady played disrespected his whole career because he was drafted in the sixth round. So so while Brady while Brady was even keel, what motivated him to be even keel and be a killer, because he was a killer, was the disrespect. If, if you really that's a good I, point I, I, I think I, that's fair it. that's fair and so so if Derek Carr channels the disrespect in a healthy way he can be motivated by that in a healthy way and play good now if he doesn't and lets it be on the motion then of course like that way but DC doesn't stand for Derek Carr no more it stands for disrespected car oh nice nice <laughs> coin that one <laughs> Sonny hashtag go DC yeah there you go I do too. I love his strikes. Um, he, he does have a different fire, different desire, even in his eyes. I was paying attention to everything behind the helmet. Um, you mentioned that he looked at his eyes all the time. Dreamy, I look at his eyes all the time. Dreamy eyes. Just, yeah. Just, just look at me to sleep. Just love it when they, they glisten in the Legion Stadium lights. Like Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Plenty blinks. Who wants to be a Raider? I think this is also about who the Raiders wanted. And I wore this shirt today that says, nobody likes us but us. And these are the Raiders colors. And for all the Raiders fans, I know you feel this because there's so many moves that they made where it's like the Raiders wanted that guy, Mike Mayock. The Raiders wanted Mike Mayock. 
John Gruden, they bring him from TV, and people were questioning that. Really? You're going to give him $100 million? The Raiders wanted him. Even Derek Carr, you pay him a ton of money. Josh, I can go on and on offensively, defensively. The Raiders wanted that guy. And another dude that stood out that the Raiders really wanted, and some people scratched their head, Darren Waller. Remember, he had some ups and downs early on in his career, but Your best there was friend, nothing bro. up and down about his game. We're pretty close. Your best friend. Last night, he was a beast, and he was a matchup problem. He was out there, and you didn't know if he was a wide receiver, if he is a tight end. Who cares? He's a football player. You line him up against a cornerback, he wins. You line him up against a safety, he wins. You line him up against a linebacker, he wins. He can block, he can do it all. Darren Waller was fantastic. When they needed a big play, they went to him from the first quarter all the way to the fourth. And if he plays like this, he's going to be knocking on the door of the best tight end conversation. I know we love talking about Kittle. I think he's already in the conversation for best tight end, right? Now that he's out of California and out of Hunter Henry's shadow, according to the midget in the bar in San Jose that Josh almost killed last year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they were talking about it on TV. They were giving Derek or uh, Darren Waller praise up and down, up and down. And they were showing all the different people who tried guarding him, and nobody could stop him, man. Like, he, he has quickly turned into our best weapon on offense, man. 12 receptions, 105 yards. Nine, basically nine yards of catch and a touchdown. Like, he's a stud. He is a stud. He already thinks his guy is as good as Kelsey and Kittle and is not afraid to say it either. And he looked like it last night. The most impressive part of the win mm -hmm. was that they just got the win. You had to have that one. Understand, if mm. they lose that game, there is zero doubt Drew Brees is signing their brand new stadium and it is permanent. Yep. It is like yep. getting a bad tattoo in Las Vegas that is never going away. They had some dignity, they had some pride. They said, this is our house and it's not even really our town yet. And what I loved about it is frankly, there's a lot of scar tissue built up with the Raiders. And I kept waiting for them to blow it. And just when you thought they had it, there's that really bad fumble from Jalen Richard and it's on the ground. You see, here we go. They're gonna Raider this thing up. I'm sorry, I got a lot of bad memories. Over the last decade, there's been a lot of losing for this team. And you thought, here we go. You just got Breeze back in it. He's gonna kill you now. He's gonna win this thing. He's gonna ruin the whole party. But they didn't. They gave it right back to Richard. They kept running it. They didn't miss the field goal at the end. They didn't make a bad interception. They didn't Raider this up. Because maybe they left some of that baby in the leaky Coliseum. Maybe this is a new start. They were fresh. They were fast. Gruden was cool. Carr was cool. And Peter, to your point, Carr has taken a lot of BS. He's earned a lot of it, too. He said in the preseason, I'm tired of the disrespect. Well, then do something about it, Derek. Yes. You're supposed to be the yes. prince of the NFL. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. You did last night. National TV, better than the Hall of Famer. I was impressed by the Raiders. And in a way, I was proud of the Raiders. They didn't mess this thing up. They did it right. And that's not something we can say a lot about them. New beginning. Las Vegas Raiders. It's pretty cool. There, there was a thing. I think I sent it to the chat, the main man chat. Like in the first part of the game, first quarter, Saints come out, score, you know, 10 nothing. You're, you're down. You're like, crap, we're going to lose this game. Or you're like, you know, that's worth Then, you know, the Raiders score a touchdown. You know, it's, it's close by halftime. You're like, okay, at least we're competitive. Raiders get the lead. You're like, all right. Then the Saints come back. You're like, okay, they're going to they're gonna Raider it up. That was a perfect way he talked about it. And then they held on to win. Like, that shows me, like, usually teams who, who like, take that punch, right? Like, you're winning. The other team comes back, gives you their best punch. And the Raiders absorbed it and then and then held on to victory. Like that said a lot about the team, man. Like like they're a young team, but but is it cars maybe leadership or cars maturity that, that helped them win? Who who knows? But they weathered the the storm, the fight back from the Saints, who aren't the worst team in the world, right? And uh and that was impressive. Because I agree. The Raiders since 03 have the second worst record in the NFL. They're not good. They haven't been good forever. And so the fact that they won this game is a big darn deal, man. A huge deal. But it's not enough to, like, get them out of, like, the disrespect that's going to keep coming, which, frankly, I'm okay with because they got to they gotta prove it. They got to win for a while to get rid of that moniker. Yeah, it's going to – we got we got to do it, and then we got to do it again. Like, yep. once, once you do it and then you do something again, like, that's when you really start to earn some respect. If we go on the road at New England where we haven't won since 1994, let that sink in, Raider Nation. Jeez. 1994 was the last. Jeff Hostetler was your quarterback. Maurice Hurst's dad 
played in the game for the Patriots. That's how long ago it's been since we won at Foxborough. So, you know, once it, so if we do that, if we go get that Patriot, you know, monkey off of our back after beating, the, you know, the Hall of Famer, we're, look, we're going to go play another Hall of Famer. Cam Newton's going to the Hall of Fame, too. Um, yep. And he's crushing it right now with Julian Edelman. Thankfully, they don't have a running game. But anyways, point being, though, if they do it again, like you did it, now do it again. And th- that's what we want to see. You want to, I Derek says it's sleeve season. It's Mamba mentality. It's all that. All right, now take that, that take that on the road. Let's see you go on the road and, and bring it. And thankfully, it's not going to be cold. It's not going to be. There's not going to be any elements working against you. It's going to be a. You know, it's it's an early game. We've already proven this season we can handle the early game on the East Coast. Like, let's go get it done, man. And, and I'm looking forward to it because I'm I'm with you, Sonny. It was uh, the whole time. I, f- I was waiting for it because that's what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like we're 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 you know what I mean. We've been we've been punched. We're the in dogs the- of Pavlov. We know how this thing plays out. Exactly. We know what to anticipate. Yeah, absolutely. But it never did. It never did. And and I and so yes. And what that whether that's you know Carr's leadership, Gruden's. Le- I think frankly a lot of it has to do with Gruden's leadership. I think, so. I think that down. a lot of it has to do with the fact that Carr doesn't have to have all the pressure on him. Um, frankly. Take this for what you want, Raider Nation. It's just my opinion, and I'm just a guy with a microphone. I think having no fans in the stands was beneficial to the Raiders. Because once the Raiders go down 10 to nothing in the first quarter, guess what happens from the crowd? It wouldn't be the first time we've heard F you Derek Carr from a Raider crowd. And I you know what I'm saying? Like yes, those are yes. the kinds of things that can get under his skin a little bit. It can get under anybody. This isn't me taking a shot at him. I'm just saying. But then you don't think those boo birds would have been out if we were down 10 nothing on the yeah. home opener? Of course it would have been. And that would have had negative repercussions. They would have started, you know, they would have started as Jim Rome used to say. They'd start gripping. They'd start gripping that club a little yep, too tight, yep, man, yep, because yep, it's yep. like then you try to start forcing stuff and you try to start making things happen that are outside of the plan because you want to make like, and I'm a big fan of trying to make things happen, but you got to do it within the confines of what you're given. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, be a gunslinger, but don't be sloppy about it. Well, the Raiders had have a tendency to start getting sloppy about things because they were gripping a little too tight. Well, they never did because guess what? The guy up there in the booth hitting the button at Allegiant Stadium isn't going to boo him. So I think it, frankly, it helped. And if that's what it takes to prime the pump and give them confidence, great. Because guess what? At some point, though, you're going to need that confidence when you go into Kansas City because there's going to be 20,000 stupid Chiefs fans there that are going to boo your ass. So I, I think this was a good primer for the Raiders. Very impressed by them. And, uh, you know, uh, not only was I impressed, Sonny, but good friend of the show, Rich Eisen, was also impressed with the Raiders. If Derek Carr makes decisions that are smart, if he is accurate in making those decisions, and if he's decisive and accurate, and also mistake-free, this is going to be a tough team to beat. This is going to be a tough team to beat. Darren Waller is a problem. Monster. Okay? Darren Waller is a problem... I got to isolate that clip of Brockman just going, monster. Significantly. Today, Bill Belichick in his Zoom, today getting set for his next game against these Raiders, said that it's been a long time since we've seen a, a, a tight end like Waller. I'm paraphrasing, but this is a guy who coached Gronk. He's a problem. The run game, Josh Jacobs, if he can stay healthy, you know, I've told this to Mayock. I told it to him. He looks like Zeke to me. He arrives with intent. (laughs) He arrives with intent. And he gets stronger as the game goes on. Now, uh, I will also say this. What's so good about the Raiders? Mayock's building quite a team. Agreed. And Gruden's dialing it up. Now, obviously I'm biased about Mike, but the Raiders are beginning to have monsters at several positions. Tight end, mm-hmm. running back, mm-hmm. defensive end. Max 2X's Crosby is also a problem. He's a monster. He should, he's, he's right around the corner from getting defensive player of the year Come on, conversation. You want to give him that rope? Uh, no, it's higher register right now. Hey, you know what? Max <laughs> Crosby right now, you know? 
Like right now it's higher register, but soon it's going to be like this Max Crosby. And then as long as he's not having a freak injury in week one or getting knocked out by television carts in week two of the second season, (laughs) Jonathan Abram's a monster too. Yes, he is. He's a problem. So you got problems on the back end and the front end of the defense, and you got a problem at tight end, you got a problem at running back. This is why they went for Antonio Brown. If they can get a problem at wide receiver, like a problem, could it be Ruggs? Aguilar's showing a little bit. Aguilar's right now higher registered. Like, what are those moves? Right? How many people didn't even know he was on the Raiders? Right. I didn't until the second quarter. (laughs) So if they can have a problem at wide receiver, because they got a problem at coach. Come on, Rich. Oh, man, is he back? Yeah, Gruden's back. I'm here for it, too. You see his post-game video? You know, dancing in the locker room. Him, him, he he goes back. for 54 yarders. He, he kicks deep, baby. I mean, you know, 54 yarder ice is the game. And again, Derek Carr is. He's a leader. Dealing. He's dealing. Well, his first two games, he is dealing. You know, he went toe to toe with in, in Carolina uh, week one, you know, traveling across the country in a pandemic. Your first, first snaps come after you get on a plane and fly all the way out and you're masked up. You're doing all this stuff. I am very impressed with the Raiders. Yeah. They have they have something cooking. Avoid the injury bug and avoid and and avoid mistakes. They're going to be a difficult team and they're coming at you physical too. I mean Waller's a beast and so is this kid Josh Jacobs. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn, compare it to your neighbor's lawn, and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. All right, Sonny. So, so a lot of stuff there from Rich Eisen, but I want to ask you something about this notion. So there's Rich, and, and Rich is a made man when it comes to sports broadcasting, man. It's like yes, him and DP agreed. are like one and one A to me. Um, and, you know, Rich with his affiliation with NFL Network, he doesn't, like, he'll he'll kind of latch on to, like, uh, he doesn't latch on to teams or players that aren't, uh, that don't have the, the, the merit to, to, um, to deserve that, okay? Yes, he's buddies with Mike Mayock, and he claimed that. Yes, he's buddies with Charles Woodson because they're both Michigan guys. But the point is, though, is that he doesn't have any love affair with the Raiders. In fact, he's a Jets mm-hmm. fan. But this is a nationally broadcasted show. This is one of the made men of sports broadcasting, and he's sitting there rhapsodizing about the Raiders. Now, he's not even just saying, like, hey, the Raiders are pretty good this year. No, he's going he, on and on. He was on having a moment. Yeah. He was having a moment. Uh, are we are we back in that sense in the media focus, Sonny? Here's the problem, Murph. <clears throat> Rich Eisen started that whole thing out by saying this. If Derek Carr is smart, if he's accurate, if he's decisive. Okay, come on, right? Every freaking football player in the NFL, if they were <laughs> smart. and uh, Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. I, th- I throw all that out the window, right? Like, that's irrelevant. What I love though is how he talked about we got problems. And I love how he how he how he flipped it around, right? Like not like we got problems, like we got to figure this out. Like we got problems for you to figure out, mother effer, right? Like what are you going to do about Josh Jacobs? <laughs> what are you going to do about Darren Waller? What are you going to do about Jonathan Abram, right? Even though I know in in New England they're going to have every mother freaking TV camera 3 feet from the outside of the sidelines. You watch Belichick he's doing tape right now. But um they're going to have you know, 78 cranes surrounding yeah, the field. They're going to have concrete blocks, right? Right? You know, on the, on the 15 yard line and stuff like that. They're going to have crash fences like in NASCAR just for our players <laughs> to run into. Yes. Yeah, they'll be mobile, but, though. They, they'll bring them in tighter to the field when, when, when <laughs> yeah. especially when we're at but, the goal line. And seriously, yeah. like, what is a cart doing? What the hell was it doing right there, Unbelievable, man? Unbelievable, man. Anyway, right. but but I, I love that Eisen said we got problems because we, we do. We, we have several problems now. And I love how he brought up Crosby because stats-wise, Crosby didn't have the greatest game stats-wise. 
but he's in there disrupting stuff. He's making stuff happen. He's moving the pocket, and that's what you want want him to do on the defensive end spot, you know. So I I love I love Eisen's energy that he that he brought in there, man, because we are starting to get some problems. And if Derek Carr can play smart, decisive, and angry, like this this could be something here, man. This you know, but but and here's the other thing though, like. I ain't gonna get all hyped. Like the Raiders are two and zero. It's exciting. It's cool. But like, let's calm it down, Raider Nation. We, we've we've been straight losers for seventeen years. We've won two games. Yes, but we've won. We've we've exercised a couple demons though early, and I think that's what's true. It, true. It's warranted for us to get a little bit fired up that we we exercised the East Coast demon, and we we played. Like you said, we returned to at least for one night. We're the kings of Monday night. We beat a Hall of Famer. We handled their problems very well. We handled Kamara and Hill and Murray and Cook. And I know that they were down Michael Thomas, but like there was like we 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 neutralized Cam Jordan. You know what I mean? Like yes, we didn't get to the quarterback, but we handled their problems better than they handle ours. So uh, anyway, some good stuff there. So yeah, I'm not. Although we were screaming Super Bowl after the game was over, because that's what happens when you have a bo- a bunch of Coors Light uh, and you're you know screaming Super Bowl before the season began. Well, that's true too. When you're arm in arm with Gorilla Rilla after a bunch of beer and a Raider win on Monday Night Football, you <laughs> tend to better. say some pretty goofy stuff. Nothing you know what better. I mean? Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah. So, the, so, but here's the real question: the the gauntlet's coming up, right? Have you seen their next four games? Oh my gosh, dude! That's what I'm like. So, this stretch up until the bye week is one of the most yeah. brutal we've ever had. Yeah, so if we can go at least 500, if we can go 500 on these next four games, I'll be impressed. I'll be like, all right, Raiders are something here. Absolutely, because no one expected them to win. I, Frankly, the, my Raider brain, not my heart, because my heart yes. says 16 yes. to no, but just the brain yes. said we might only win one game before the bye week, and that was Correct. Carolina. So it was like, check that box. So the way that we not only beat the Saints – but really decisively beat them. Like, once we broke the tie at 17-17, I know they had yeah. that one late drive where Kamara scored, and it was like, Ooh. Second half, we controlled the clock. I mean, they did everything perfect almost in the second Dude, half. I forget how many possessions it was that they had. Like, it wasn't many. It was like seven. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you keep the yeah. ball away from Drew Brees, and you just march on down the field, and you convert and convert and convert, that's the beauty of John's West Coast offense right there. It's all about yep. that clock management. Like, like the Raider adage is Dale Davis is we want touchdowns, not first downs, but that's not the way that John Gruden's West coast offense works. His West coast nope. offense is first down, first down, first down, first down, grind up the clock, wear that defense out. Like that's the, and it works. And when it worked, when it, when you have the pieces and when it's executed, well, it freaking works clearly. Cause you can beat all the famers and put up 34 points. All right, real quick. We're getting a little long. Um, let's get to, this was this was a a, a a listener favorite, Sonny. The last time that you and I did a show together, we had some funny feedback about these dopey things. That, remember the thing where you're like, the Raiders are going to cards of Carolina, and they're going to take on Teddy Bridgewater, oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah, plays yeah, quarterback yeah, yeah. for the Carolina Panthers, and Derek Carr, the quarterback for the like. Okay, I've got another one of those for you, dude. Listen to this. The Raiders are fresh off breaking in their new palace in style and take their shiny 2-0 record on the road to take on the new-look New England Patriots, whose new look didn't quite come through, otherwise they too would be unbeaten. And he doesn't get in! The Pats' ground game didn't just come up short on that final play of the game either. It was a problem all game long against the Seahawks, especially when someone other than their QB was running it. Nothing doing. Cam Newton was effective enough when he took off with it. And runs for a first down. But he was really effective when he didn't and threw it instead. Hold in. Newton showed his arm is plenty capable of moving the offense too. And that is what New Englanders should be really excited about despite taking that L last week. On a third down and 10, Bird has picked up enough for a first down. His chemistry with Julian Edelman was especially eye-popping. Making the grab is Edelman. Edelman never having a game like he did last week, even with TB12 throwing it to him. Career high in receiving yards, eight for 179. The Raiders' pass defense they take on played admirably last week. And it's intercepted! It's picked off! Nicholas Morrow! The catch to it is they didn't have to worry about Michael Thomas, so we'll see how they handle things when the opposing number one is out there. Big hit across the middle. The Raiders' number one will be out there too, though, when they have the ball. Their number one, their tight end. Look at a throw for a Waller is all by himself. 
Most impressive about Darren Waller's monster game last week was as it played out, everyone seemed to know Derek Carr was going to him, and it still didn't matter. Here comes Las Vegas because they're getting the ball with their best player. Carr had his second good game in a row, and even though he was really, really, really relying on Waller, targeting him 13 times more than anyone else. Who else? Darren Waller. He still completed a pass to 10 other different receivers. Wide open Alec Ingold, the fullback. New England didn't face a Waller type last week, but the guys they did face did a bit of a number on them. It's going to be caught by Metcalf. The Patriots gave up five TD passes to Russell Wilson and a 132.1 passer rating. Jeez. It will be they did not handle the Seahawks' speed outside well at all. Swing! Touchdown! And they didn't handle the Hawks' ground game well either. Here's Carson. That's an opportunity for the Raiders, potentially, who sport one of the best young backs in the game. Jacobs, cross midfield. Josh Jacobs was a workhorse last week, but not super efficient. A meager 3.3 yards a carry on the night. Well, the Saints were buying that. Okay, Raider Nation. All right, so that was a little better than the last one. That wasn't as cheesy. That was a pretty good breakdown, I thought. But who 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 hires these doofuses? How do you get that job? <laughs> I know, like, right? Come on, man. Put some put some heart into it. it. It was it was definitely better. It was definitely better. All right, so I love that. Let me let's uh, let's hit a couple things though. A couple points are coming into this game. I love that he brought up about the speed and the and the Patriots. Got to remember, man. The Patriots have a lot of players that opted out of this season. Which in and yep, yep, yep. I'm not making a political statement. I'm just saying, in retrospect, that's proving to be uh, a, a mistake. That there are a lot of players, and like kudos to players like Tre'Davious White who opted out initially, and then after re- some reconsideration, decided to to, to play again. Um, I think that it's that it's and it's good for us. So who am I? I'm not sitting over here feeling sorry for the Patriots. But my point being though is that they're down a lot of players and they're down mm-hmm. Patrick Chun. They're down Dante Hightower. They're down a lot of guys that can move laterally. And like like the uh, the like that video just said there, they weren't able to keep up with the Seahawks' speed. Well, Henry Ruggs is out for this game. But he's far from the only fast guy that we have because mm-hmm. Aguilar's fast. Zay Jones is very fast. Oh, yeah, Rico Gafford, but like who's literally like, you know, could be a, a, an Olympic sprinter. Like, we have plenty of speed. Josh Jacobs is no, is no slowpoke. Like, and oh, yeah, Darren Waller, the problem is the problem. about as fast as it gets ever for a tight end. Like, I don't know what his 40 time was, but there aren't a lot of tight ends around there that have the athleticism and the speed that he does in a straight line. Because don't forget, he started off life as a wide receiver. Um, And even in our Madden League, we wouldn't allow, you know, owners to change uh, wide receivers into tight ends because it created unfair matchups. Well, guess what? That's exactly what the Raiders did in real life. So anyways, um, so point being is this. I think that the Raiders are well equipped, 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 to counter anything that New England could throw at them defensively. So I think offensively we're fine. The only thing that I'm a little worried about is that Julian Edelman, Cam Newton thing. Now, we can defend against the run just fine. A running quarterback, which Cam still is and did last week, the only time they were effective running the football was when he did it. Um, that could be a little bit of a problem for us. But I'm worried about Edelman. Like, who are we just, do you put Joyner on Edelman and just say, Follow that guy. Like, just stick on him. You know, like, I'm a little worried about what's going to happen there with our young secondary because if we know anything about Bill Belichick, he's crafty as hell. He's going to know exactly what to do to confuse young players. And considering how young our secondary is, I'm a little nervous about that. All right, that's my big take. Sonny, what are yours? We've scored the fourth most points in the NFL. Second most in the AFC of teams that have only played two games, not counting the Jacksonville and Dolphins last night. Uh, we've given up the 14th most points in the NFL. So, so our offense is humming, man. We've scored 34 points back-to-back games. I think we could beat New England in a shootout. I don't think they can beat us in a shootout. I don't think Cam has a, has a 100% grasp of the offense yet. They're doing gimmick stuff, man. And if you think about Belichick, and Brady, like they, they had their offense and they were really good at adjustments, but I don't know if they have that yet with Cam. And I like the Raiders in a shootout over the Patriots. Um, if it's just straight up against offense, if both defenses were, were equal across the board, I think Raiders win nine times out of ten because I think we'll put up more points than the Patriots will. Uh, Edelman will be a problem. Yeah. Okay. Who's their other problem on offense? 
there you go. That's you know what I'm saying. Like it's Cam it used, Newton, right? Like it's Cam Newton. Like that. That's it. Yeah. But running the ball. So you know, okay. Sony uh, Michelle, Morrow, you spy or Crosby, you're the spy the whole game. You know, just just you know, we. I think we can neutralize Newton. I'm not really concerned about Cam Newton that much. Like the Patriots aren't what the Patriots used to be. You know, and, and granted, now granted, they were a couple plays away from beating the Seattle Seahawks, who, who Russell Wilson's like had like. 11 incompletions and nine touchdowns or something like that. Like he's freaking insane right now. Yeah. He's MVP uh, and, right now. And the Patriots took, took them to, to the final, final bell. The Patriots are still good. I just think the Raiders are better. I think we'll score more points in them. And I think we'll win in a shootout. Uh, I, I, I think they're well coached. All that stuff is true, but I think especially after this win against the saints, Raiders confidence is huge. And you made a great point, Murph. No fans in the stadiums. <laughs> that helps Derek Carr, dude. Like, he, he does get rattled. And having no fans, he's like, okay, I can get used to this. So so I guess, what, what would you, what would you take? The Raiders winning a Super Bowl, but you couldn't go to any of the games? Or you get to go to the games, Raiders don't win a Super Bowl? Oh, no, give me the Super Bowls. It's, it, we, Super it's, Bowls? It's, all yeah, day long? it's time for that fourth Lombardi trophy, man. All day long? We, we, yeah, yeah, all day long, man. Bring us that fourth Lombardi, man. It's, so, I'm, so what I, if the Raiders... I'm, I'm, I'm scared that the Chiefs are... are one away from tying us. I hate that the Niners are so far ahead of us. The Steelers are so far ahead yeah, of us. Yeah, the Patriots are so far. Ahead. It's time for us to get back into that conversation of, uh, you know, greatest, greatest postseason yeah. teams yeah. ever. And and it's we've given. Here's the funny thing: we've given the Chiefs a 30 year head start, and they still haven't caught us yet. You know what I mean? And so it's like, but you know, the the, the Broncos. Like, there's all these teams that like. They're starting to get bragging rights on us. And because what's the one thing that we always say as Raider fans? Well, hey, we won more Super yeah, Bowls than Super you. Bowls. But then they go, yeah, but none of us have been alive for them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was always the, no, get us that ring. Get us number four. So we got bragging rights. So, yeah, all day long. Dude, I won't go to a game for five years if we can get so one Super Bowl. I'll watch Raiders, it at freaking the Stage Door Casino every year. <laughs> if the fine. Raiders win the Super Bowl this year with no fans in the stadiums, are you going to start coughing on every mother effort you come across in the streets to start spreading this COVID thing in a couple of years? Oh, my gosh. You know, I would never do anything, uh, you know, illicit, Sonny. Yes, yes, you would. Yes, I would. If it means yes, Super Bowl rings, yes, I will. Absolutely. Well, yes. apparently that's according to the feedback that we got from everybody that watched our videos. That's what they think we all did anyways. So, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, I got, okay, let, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Appreciate you, Raider Nation. Uh, support the show, uh, uh, but I'm going to get to one last thing. But support the show, uh, Murph's Fan Cave, uh, by going to Murph's Fan Cave on any podcast service. Hit that subscribe button, and then uh, and also go to uh, onenationfoundation.net and make a donation, man. The One Nation Foundation. It's an officially up and running nonprofit, and we're going to use that money to give to uh, the Stabler XOXO Foundation and also the Blitnikoff Foundation. But all right, Sonny, parting, sure. parting stat. I don't know if you've looked it up yet. If you have, don't. Or if you have, have if you have, tell me. If you haven't, don't look it up. Penalties. What's the oh. one thing around penalties that is hurt our team where they talk about raidering it up when Kyle Brandt was talking about I was waiting for the Raiders to raider it up what does raidering it up look like in terms of penalties Sonny uh easily over 10 penalties a game over 100 yards a game coming at the worst opportunities coming to help the the their opposing team's offense on third and 20 freaking thousand coming to hurt our offense when we convert a crucial third down late in the, I mean what more do you want to talk about with penalties? That's it, exactly. And it was always, the worst part was the timing of it, right? It was always like, like you said, it would be like third and 21 and we'd give up a PI downfield for 50 yards or something stupid like that. Here's the thing. And now look, I don't, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I do know that the Raiders took one on the nose by playing games in London and Mexico City, by doing the NFL a favor and by doing that, it swayed the owners to support. You think this I'm just scratch my back. I'll scratch your back. I'm just saying. I know that that they did that in order to get the owners to approve the move to Las Vegas. I know that that's that's inarguable fact that the yeah. Raiders did that because the NFL didn't like the Oakland Coliseum on TV. They didn't want to. They didn't want to showcase the city that was suing them. So the True. they the Raiders reduced their amount of home games in order to appease the NFL ownership group 
And then that's what led to a favorable vote. And only one owner, Stephen Ross, voted against the, the owner of the Dolphins, voted against the Raiders. All right. That said, we have historically, since day one, since Al Davis became the renegade and the maverick that he was and fought in the NFL, we've caught in flags, whether deserved or undeserved. Well, every one of them was undeserved. Right. It's inarguable that the Raiders were penalized in the top three of every single team ever. And I don't know what the numbers off those numbers off the top of my head. All-time stats, son, you want to look that up? Cool. But I'm going to ask you this. In terms of this season, where do you think the Raiders are in all 32 teams? What number in terms of most penalized team? Well, I know this last game, I think they had two against the Saints. Is that right? Uh, so I'll say on the year, they got to be top three, if not number one. The Raiders rank 31st in penalties. Oh, so essentially. Beautiful. Yeah, number yeah, two. Number two. Yeah. So That's incredible. The that's only, freaking incredible. The only team that's ahead of them is arguably the most disciplined team every year in the NFL, Patriots. and that's the New Patriots. England Patriots. So yep, the Raiders have had sense. six penalties on 53, dang, on 53 yards for the entirety of the season. Now, and one of those, uh, let's see, well, one of those was defensive holding, all right, which is fair. Um, but like, you know, like we haven't got these PIs. We hadn't got these bunch of people jumping off sides. Like we haven't got, yeah. you know what I mean? Like all these things that led to like, that would crush drives, right? Yes. You know, all these things that would just absolutely like, you know, nothing worse than like a false start. Like you think about to like the, some of the players in recent history that were like, you know what I mean? It'd be like, all right, we got, we're down to like a third and three and then false start. And yeah. Like, and all I'm of a sudden it's third and long. Like, killer, man. Absolutely just killer. Brutal penalties, man. They're not happening this year. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm just saying that the Las Vegas Raiders are not nearly as penalized in a small sample size, two games, as the Oakland and Los Angeles Raiders were. And don't you think that that definitely leads to success on the field? I am 100% a conspiracy guy. And I 100% believe the Raiders, much like the Lakers this year, were predeter- predetermined to win the uh, championship once Kobe died. The NFL wants to showcase Vegas, Murph, and they want to showcase L.A. So look to the Rams and the Raiders winning the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. And come on, you don't think that the refs, like, I mean, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But, you know, like, like well, you just said you're a conspiracy too- guy, so line it out, man. Say it. Come on, of course they're cheating the Raiders. It's it's the it's the it's the running joke. It's the running gag. It's the the Raiders are gonna suck. That's the storyline. Now maybe we'll have a different storyline now, right? Maybe Vince McMahon, I'm sorry, Roger Goodell is gonna give the Raiders a different storyline in the NFL. Maybe they'll win one, you know? So who knows? But uh that's that's impressive. That that's cool. That's impre- and you're right. We all hate the Patriots, but often jealousy is formed because of they have what you don't, you know? And so, like, you know, like or hatreds form like that. Uh, Patriots, they played football, you know, they're disciplined. And that's why they win a lot of games. And so if we can keep this up, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, man. Like, I was t- I've was, i talked about it, uh, you know, the past couple of years, like especially when Gruden first came on. And people would, were saying, like, oh, he's trying to build this. He's trying to build that. And I'm like, no, he's trying to build the Patriots. Like, he's trying yeah. to build the Patriots. And, like, and there's nothing wrong. And people be like, oh, you can't compare Raiders to the Patriots. What's the matter with you? You're freaking, you honk and blah, blah, blah. You got a man that's, crush and all that. That's the blueprint like, for how you I'm win like, in the NFL it. for the last 20 years. Exactly. I'm like, look at it objectively. Like, they've won six freaking Super Bowls since we went to our, or, well, yeah. I don't know how, five since, whatever. They've won five since we went to our last one. But six in the past couple decades. And we've not won zero. So, like, if you're going to model yourself after somebody, model it after the most winning franchise in the past couple of decades. That doesn't hurt my feelings. Like, I'm sorry. That doesn't make us Patriots. It just, that just build that freaking, you know what I mean? Build that foundation and build that, that type of mentality and that type of execution. And that's what they're doing, man. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. here we are. I mean, what, like, think about that, dude. Like, think about, like, no one wants to compare Darren Waller to this player because of all the extra that comes along with it. But Darren Waller is a lot like Aaron Hernandez was in terms of like athleticism yeah. speed, and like speed yeah, and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Strong. Yeah. And then we've already heard Josh Jacobs being compared to, to Ezekiel Elliott there, but but like was is he more of like a 
Corey Dillon type back? Like, what you know what I'm saying? Like, is Hunter Renfro the Julian Edelman? You know what I mean? Not just because they're five nine and white, but because like they're like you know, slot five, machines, man. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, when you yeah, look at yeah, the way, yeah. like, you know, is Derek look look at Tom Brady, Tom Derek Carr and Tom Brady? Yeah, I'm good. telling you, dude. Like, it's not that you know Rodney Harrison, Jonathan Abram. Like, Jonathan Abram. start lining yeah. this stuff up, man. It's not that crazy of a thought. So, anyways. Good stuff there, man. Excited to uh, to see what the, the Raiders have in store this weekend. I'm watching the game here in a fan cave with Uncle Mosh. Sonny, what are you doing? I am uh, watching it on my chair with my boys and my wife and uh, maybe my new son. Hopefully, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. What do you think score is, Murph? Score prediction. Ah, uh, you know I'm so bad at predictions, man. And uh, and I always pick the Raiders to lose. And, then, or, and, and usually, well, at least a lot of times when I pick them to lose, they actually end up winning. So, um, I... I just, mm, gosh, I'm riding really high. I'm riding really high, Sonny. I want. Come on, come on, bet it all, bet it all. Which I did bet all, by the way. I bet on them to win on the money line and the points, and won on both. Nice. They hit both of those nice. at the Mirage Sportsbook. Um, I'm gonna, you know, I don't think they're gonna light it up for 34 again. Like you're, you're, you're talking about a shootout, um, but I don't think we're gonna get that big of a shootout on the road. Uh, let's go 28-24 Raiders. Okay. I still think they're going to put up a lot of points. I don't know if they'll hit 34. I'm thinking like 33,000 to zero. Final answer. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.